You're listening to Thinking Outside the Bud, where we speak with entrepreneurs, investors, thought leaders, researchers, advocates, and policymakers who are finding new and exciting ways for cannabis to positively impact business, society, and culture. And now, here is your host, business coach, Bruce Eckfeldt. Are you a CEO looking to scale your company faster and easier? Check out Thrive Roundtable. Thrive combines a moderated peer group mastermind, expert one-on-one coaching, access to proven growth tools, and a 24-7 support community. Created by Inc. award-winning CEO and certified scaling-up business coach Bruce Eckfeldt, Thrive will help you grow your business more quickly and with less drama. For details on the program, visit Eckfeldt.com slash thrive. That's E-C-K-F-E-L-D-T dot com slash thrive. Welcome, everyone. This is Thinking Outside the Bud. I'm Bruce Eckfeldt. I'm your host. Our guest today is Ben Jennings. He is Chief Revenue Officer at Embroker. We're going to talk about the world of cannabis. We're going to talk about insurance and really kind of where this industry is, really kind of where where we are from a maturing, from an evolving Obviously, there's lots of different kind of things going on in cannabis and sort of complexities. And, you know, it's really kind of driving some of the business models and some of the, you know, how businesses are kind of evolving and and operating. And so we're going to talk about the insights there and have an interesting conversation about the world of cannabis. So with that, Ben, welcome to the program. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate you taking the time. Yeah. Before we kind of dig into what's going on today with Embarker and everything you're doing on the cannabis side, let's get a little better background. Like, what was your professional background? How do you get insurance? How did cannabis come up? Give us a little of the story. Yeah, no, no, I appreciate it. You know, it's interesting. My background is 30 plus years of enterprise B2B technology Yeah, from hardware, SaaS, and the like, and had a very, very long career in that space. And as I was looking around to make a, a, a kind of a new start, if you will, there were just very few industries that I found that were in desperate need of radical disruption. Interesting. Um, and the insurance industry is probably tippy top of the list of just or, a vertical that is so rooted in these legacy systems, old processes, needlessly complex everything effectively, still heavily laden with paper transaction and so forth. It was just an obvious one for me, quite frankly. And it is in desperate need of innovation and, you know, hardcore technology disruption, which is is super exciting to me. That's interesting to think about it. Some of it feels like just kind of technology, like how do we move insurance into the modern age or out of the stone age in terms of how it <laughs> handles information and processes and things like that. Some of it is the underlying business model itself in terms of you know, kind of the the insurance reinsurance process that we have. I guess what what was most intriguing for you, you know, personally in terms of what you wanted to change about the insurance market. What's interesting is this, right? I mean, the insurance industry is effectively rooted in lots and lots and lots of data. Yeah, which for most organizations is a blessing, right? Okay. Um, just having access to so many predictive data points, being able to apply technology to those data points, and then render decisions put you know, accurate pricing in place, do what effectively is best for the end customer, you would think they would have everything in the world that they needed to make that happen. And ultimately, they don't. And again, some are, I think, making incredible strides towards that. I think everyone generally acknowledges that that's the path and kind of an inevitable future. Mm-hmm. Um, but very few people are doing it well. And Embroker's goal was to look at the landscape, see what folks have done well, and then what they you know could have improved on, 
and radically improve on those things. Our goal was really to create a radically simple destination for industry-tailored commercial insurance. Okay. So, you know, eliminating all of the legacy friction weight that came with the insurance industry, all of the manual underwriting components, the back and forth handoff, the three, four, five weeks of just time it takes for a small business to actually get a bindable quote. That's not, that's just not acceptable. I mean, there's mm -hmm. no reason for it given their data. Yeah. Yeah. So then how did cannabis come out? I mean, I just like, it, it's a, it's a pretty gnarly um, <laughs> industry to be in. Like why, like why touch it with a 10 foot pole? Yeah. You know, it's, it, well, it's a great, it's a great point. You know, I think it, cannabis in general just sits squarely within our overall philosophy, which is, you know, we, we're not trying to do the easy thing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we don't sell any personal lines. We don't sell highly transactional product that isn't sticky or strategic to businesses. And when you think about the cannabis industry, I mean, they've got every headwind in the world coming at them. So Is if it? I'm a, you know, if I'm a single state dispensary and I'm, you know, me and you decided we were going to pool our money together, open a dispensary, and we're going to gain market share and build our brand. Um, the last thing that I really care about is, or want to deal with is insurance. I already have banking issues, yeah, exactly. um, transaction issues, yeah. facilities, zoning, government, federal legalization, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the last thing that I want to do is have to worry about my insurance footprint. And so that strategic need combined with just the difficulty of the space really was attractive to us. You yeah. know, our goal is to be hyper strategic to our customers in a space where insurance can be a very valuable tool to them rather than just a throwaway or a tax on their business. And so, you know, we wanted to make it super, super simple for a cannabis organization. Obviously, we have extremely large cannabis companies as well as, you know, single instance dispensaries. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to make it easy for them. We just wanted to make that part of their journey a little bit more simple. You know, they're, in, they're incredibly dynamic entrepreneurs that are brave enough to enter a very complex space and this shouldn't be a hard thing for them to do. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious what you ended up, there, there's the sort of analysis of the market and I see the opportunity and then I get into the market and reality hits. I mean, what, what were the, what were the things that came up as you actually started to engage with the industry and, and providing products and, and actually, you know, tried to write policies? Yeah, I think it's, it's a, it's a great question. Um, so. I mean, certainly the fact that it's not federally legal is a, is a challenge. There is a difference from, you know, every single state has their own um, distinctions relative to just insurance in general. Mm -hmm. And then you combine that with the, the completely different mindsets around cannabis. Um, and you have this kind of really yucky soup of complexity. Mm -hmm. um, and so for us, what we wanted to do is provide a product set that for all um, states where it is legal, for you know a sub five million dollar in revenue single state operator to be able to come to us and in a fully digital way understand what they're purchasing fill out the right forms and within 24 hours be fully covered you know the traditional process takes weeks and weeks yeah. um, but we are we are literally able to get people fully insured within you know you know the matter of uh, a day and so massive improvement trying again to be radically simple and then provide them with the core covers that they need to kind of eliminate the risks of a growing startup. Yeah. On the other end, though, <laughs> you know, we also insure incredibly large, you know, multinationals that are everything from facilities to plant touching to fleets of vehicles, et cetera, and run those through our 
standard broker side of the house. And so we're really able to cover the tip, you know, both ends of the, of the spectrum yet have, you know, four plus years of, of kind of very much expertise, you know, in this space and, and feel we're a strategic part of there. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, so you mentioned in the beginning, you know, legal cannabis businesses, like how are you kind of <laughs> navigating, you know, state by state, like I guess what's the definition or, or how do you kind of navigate the, the medical versus adult use? Like what's the, what's the process for identifying which states you're actually going to do business in? Yeah. So it, it's, so it's twofold. Um, and maybe it's important to understand how Mbroker is structured because I think it's a hugely st- strategic advantage, both to our, just all of our customers, but to cannabis specifically, you know, unlike just a broker, you could either be just a broker or you could be mm-hmm. just an MGA or you can be a carrier. And Mbroker kind of has looked at the landscape and understood that individually, none of those are 100% optimal for covering the maximum risk profile that you would like. Okay. And so we are actually all three. We actually are a full brokerage. So I have okay. incredible strategic advisory services in-house that can find any product under the sun and go out and actually cover you, co- you know, comprehensively if it isn't something that we actually support. Okay. We have an MGA. And so those products we are, are putting through um, our digital workflows. We're actually partnered with the best folks out there to supply those products. And so we have that model. And then we have a carrier structure that we're just starting to launch and that will be, you know, writing fully admitted product. Obviously the cannabis space is probably a little behind relative to admitted products. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's probably an understatement, but you know, we feel that having all three really gives us the maximum benefit to go to really any customer and build the most comprehensive program for them in the most flexible way possible. And we think that's just a massive advantage over, over our competition. Yeah. I guess what are, what are the challenges of actually writing a cannabis policy? I mean, you know, what, what, what are the, the, I mean, I get it, you know, it's still federally illegal. Like I can see that being challenging, but how, like what actually comes up when you try to write a cannabis policy? Yeah. You, so you mentioned it earlier. I think cannabis is a big bucket, right? There's everything from lab sciences to tissue sample based culturing yeah. to facilities to retail dispensary and everything in between. And then you get into the hem space and it gets even more complicated. Yeah. And so you can write them. There's just so much nuance between the business models that first and foremost, understanding the customer's business thoroughly is kind of problem one or challenge one, I would say, so that you really understand kind of what they're dealing with. You know, some of our very largest customers have hundreds of thousands of square feet of just facilities, and that's very much a real estate issue. We have other customers that are doing lab sciences and, and, you know, testing and regulation work. That's much more of a tech play. And then other folks that are, you know, just, you know, making hemp for, you know, commercial consumption, you know, that's, you know, more of a textile type play. And so really understanding those nuances and being able to tailor a program that's appropriate to their models, I think is really the challenge. And look, I mean, most states are really gun shy. You know, most of these businesses are saddled with everything from government regulation to zoning to constantly changing rules and regulations, depending on which way the wind blows and who's in office. And so, you know, I think that in itself makes it very difficult. The other piece too, that I think is really, it's an exciting thing for us, but you're talking about some of the brightest, most innovative entrepreneurs in the world that are in the cannabis space, leading some of these companies. We love that. That's exactly who we want to work for um, and with. And those companies, you know, tend to do extremely well. They grow very fast. They have all the dynamics of just any other growing business. 
And so, you know, we need to be able to support them as they grow from one, two, five, 20 locations. That's, you know, that in and of itself is a challenge. Yeah. Now, and, and how, I guess, how sophisticated have you found cannabis companies in terms of understanding their insurance needs, insurance products, how to really kind of optimize and, you know, what to buy, how to buy it, like how savvy and educated have you found the cannabis market in terms of really what, what their exposures are and how to manage those? Yeah. You know, I think, I think it varies pretty dramatically, right? I mean, you have some folks that are incredibly astute in financial modeling, public markets, you know, fundraising, insurance, et cetera. And they have massive programs. They're spending millions of dollars a year to support their businesses. And so they are very educated. They use insurance as a strategic tool versus just something that they need and they put in a drawer. But on the other extreme, you have folks that, as I used as an example, right, you and I, you know, raise some cash, open a small dispensary, and we're just trying to sell a product that we're passionate about, <laughs> exactly. grow our business. Yeah. And in that case, like the last thing I need is, you know, a traditional insurance broker giving me a bunch of complex vocabulary and that may or may not actually solve my risk. And so in those cases, you know, we really feel we're the educator. Yeah. Um, where we come in, we want to make it super simple, plain English, make the process streamlined, don't kill them with paperwork, and then really truly understand their business and provide them with with a proper program that covers them, not just today when they don't have any problems, but you know, a year from now when you know maybe they have some claim experience. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna take a quick break to hear some words from our sponsors. And now back to our program. And what does that education process look like? I mean, it's just, you have to have a couple of meetings, like it just takes some time for them to kind of understand it. Like how, how do you actually educate some of these folks? Yeah. So, um, so one, it starts with our people and we are, you know, it's, it's interesting because the insure tech space is, uh, is a kludgy bucket in and of itself. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of folks that say they are in the insure tech space that truly aren't. And we very much are half of our organization is rooted in expert insurance professionals and the other half is really strong technology folks and we try to leverage both of those you know those groups to really make the education process a very easy one and that starts with the materials that we put out how our website is organized the buying experience through our platform and then obviously you know we have you know a team of in-house experts that live and breathe the cannabis industry are very much rooted in in the you know the regulatory industry. They are at every trade show. We're writing thought leadership papers, et cetera. And they are available to any cannabis business that just wants to get on the phone and say, hey, look, I don't understand this. Explain this to me. And they can start talking the language of the cannabis industry in addition to the language of the insurance industry. And I think that's a huge piece of this. Yeah. What have been some of the challenges? I mean, you you you've been in the market for a little bit now. What what have you learned about really where the cannabis market is? What have you seen changing? I guess what are you what are you kind of hoping will change in the near future here? What's what's your kind of assessment <laughs> of this effort that you <laughs> this market that you've decided to enter? Yeah. I mean, look, we've positioned ourselves to very to be able to be incredibly mobile and as states come online immediately move into those states. Okay. And so obviously the biggest thing for me would be federal legalization. I think that would be huge for the businesses that are in this space. It, it allows for, you know, banking, it allows for insurance, it allows for all of the things that a normal growing business would would be able to take advantage of that unfortunately cannabis organizations just struggle with. Yeah. I um, mean I don't think that's a fair thing. 
And I think we've now proven that the industry is very much legitimate and has a you know a tremendous amount of benefit that I think people just need to be you know far more educated on. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, look, the economy has done no favors. I think yeah. you know that that has always been tough. I think we had some early cannabis businesses that tried to go into the public markets, struggled a bit, over kind of over purchased, if you will, through either acquisition or just you know expanding into large real estate investments that I don't think panned out very well in states like California, where we have a pretty you know large saturation of product in the space. That presents its own challenges. And then the other thing that I think is going to really make for an incredible mainstream adoption is when, you know, you have really well-regulated product that is predictable. Mm-hmm. Everywhere I go, I know I'm walking in and I, I know what I'm getting. I understand what I'm getting. I understand the effects of it on me and how to think about that. And that will just help the business move even further mainstream, which I think is super, super exciting. I mean, you want you know, your mom, your grandmother to be able to be comfortable, you know, walking into a dispensary and, and having discussion just as if they would walk into a restaurant and order a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. From your kind of product point of view, as you look at these, these different states, do products shift and change by state because of the nature of the industry and how it's set up there? Or, or are your products pretty universal across the states um, in, in terms of what you offer, how you offer it? Give us a little sense of, of what you're covering and, and how does that shift state by state? Yeah, I think it has more to do. I mean, it has more to do with the insurance industry's perspective on the states than it yeah. does the cannabis industry necessarily. So okay. whether you're, um, you know, whether you are a large construction company or you're a cannabis company or you're a tech entrepreneur, um, there are just nuances between states on how you have to think about it. And that's, you know, that is just kind of is what it is. It's part of the, the challenges of, of insurance in general. Think about it as just risk profiles changing state by state. Interesting. Um, and so, you know, I think, I think that is more the issue. We try to make things as standard as possible, particularly on the experiential side. You know, I, I touched on the fact that our intent is to really be you know, the single destination for these industry verticals to come to one place and get what they need. Effectively think about um, kind of embedding the intelligence of an insurance broker into technology. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're not coming to a marketplace where there's, you know, 700 of the same thing and I'm still <laughs> left, I'm still left having to make a choice, right? Yeah, I still you, don't the, know what I need to buy. Exactly. Yeah. Great. You gave me 10 of something. I didn't understand what one of them was. I don't know what 10 of them is or how to compare. And so uh-huh. your, our goal is really, you know, if I'm a, a cannabis organization, I should be able to come to Mbroker, find my vertical and within that vertical, answer the answer an appropriate set of questions and be served up a set of products that support the risk as I described it. Um, and then if there are questions or if there's a nuance that needs to be like further vetted, then we have this strategic advisory group that jumps in and can have one-to-one personal conversations with people. But I think you know our goal is to provide great advice in a digital way versus just serving up you know 500 varieties of things and hope somebody chooses the right thing. That's not really the goal. Yeah. And how, I guess, how has your technology kind of development played out? I mean, I, you know, the idea sounds nice <laughs> in principle, <laughs> but, but oftentimes like figuring out like, how do I kind of ask questions? What is it appropriate? What, what's the smallest number of appropriate questions I can ask to get the maximum amount of information to make a, a reasonable product suggestion? I mean, give us a little insight on how you've, how you've developed this and where some of the challenges have been. Yeah, absolutely. No problem. So, 
you know, again, uh, you know, I think this is where Embroker is a very different animal because our technology side of the house is full of data scientists, AI experts, big data thought leaders, security experts, cyber experts, and so on that all come together to use as much publicly available information as possible in just that information so that, you know, the company is, you know, a potential customer of ours isn't kind of coming into the business flat footed, right? They're coming in, we are serving them up a set of questions that need to be answered appropriately to, to basically give them the right cover for what their risk potentially could be and, and also identify where they may just not know. And when they don't know, we reach out proactively and we'll like help fill in the gaps there. But the goal really is, you know, down the road. So our technology obviously has evolved. We've been around for, you know, for quite some time. We raised our C round last year from some wonderful investors, uh, about $100 million. Um, and so we have the, the ability to really truly invest in a very meaningful way in our tech, harden that technology and get us again to a point where whether you're a, a technology startup, a law firm, a cannabis dispensary, et cetera, you're able to come and we're able to provide you with a suite of products, this bundled mm -hmm. strategy really, that is like profiled for you. And those can be sourced from, you know, any number of, of uh, they can either be one of our products, they can be one from our, one of our MGAs, they can be API'd in. Our technology allows us the flexibility to really orient around the best interests of the customer and then tailor the bundles accordingly. Yeah. But but the at the you know the whole time and this is like to your point about the complexity, but the entire time making that experience feel very seamless, eliminating all of the traditional friction of, you know, an insurance buying experience that they maybe were used to in the past. Yeah. And and how do you kind of differentiate between the the CFO at multi-state operator who's looking for fairly sophisticated products and, you know, has fairly unique needs? versus, yeah, a couple people throw together some money and they get a license and they're opening up a dispensary. Yeah. I mean, there, you know, most of the time, if you know, if you're, if you're dropping, you know, seven figures on your insurance program, um, you want to talk to somebody <laughs> as, <laughs> as much as, as much as I would love to think that our, um, our technology yeah. is, is so sophisticated that you would self-serve in that moment. You know, look, I mean, that's a very complex business. Yeah. Typically those organizations are growing through acquisition and multi-state, they're international, they have a combination of facilities, plant touching, distribution, yeah. you know, massive investment portfolios, and typically a pretty aggressive M&A strategy for growth. Mm -hmm. And all of that requires a conversation. And so that's where, you know, I would get somebody on the phone with, you know, the folks that run my cannabis vertical in-house. Mm -hmm. And that's a combination of, you know, what would be a traditional broker, but, you know, they are very much a strategic advisor in the space. And then once they actually become a customer, we also have kind of verticalized customer success. And so those individuals are dedicated to the cannabis vertical. Mm -hmm. They live it, breathe it every single day and understand the nuances of running a cannabis business and how insurance can be leveraged, whether you have a claim that you have to deal with, you know, you've got some sort of change in your business that you need to plan for, whatever it might be. And so those folks are also, you know, available to help you run your business. So no. that's kind of what you have to do. And it's not just us, right? Anybody who is serious about supporting the cannabis space just has to have that in place. Yeah. It's just where we are on yeah, in terms of cannabis and how the companies sure. are set up. And what do you see kind of coming down the pike? Like as you're looking at the future of the cannabis industry here, what is notable or what, what are the things you're watching? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I'm, I am, uh, I'm passionate about the space from, you know, the sense of, just general distribution. Um, I'm also like 
personally, I'm I'm fascinated by effectively the elimination of like a mom room, a traditional splicing mom room, and really mm-hmm. the embracing of tissue sample based cultures um, yep. where you can fully maximize the revenue of your footprint. I think that there's some businesses doing incredible things in that space. I also think that the lab science element of it, where you can truly get to the point where you can predict exactly the quality, quantity, potency of a particular product and communicate that clearly to somebody where they can experience a very predictable you know, experience of with the product, I think is huge. I think that yeah. is going to take it fully mainstream. They'll allow it to be regulated. I think that's going to be the place where, where businesses are really going to explode. Yeah. I mean, do you feel, is that just adopting more kind of sophisticated ag science kind of technologies or pharmaceutical kind of thinking? Like what's, oh what, what uh, industry do you think is, <laughs> like where, where, where do you think the new kind of thinking is going to be coming from? Yeah. You know, I mean, look, I mean, I'm always sensitive to this because, you know, the traditionalist in me wants to see boutique cannabis designers flourish yeah. um, just in the same way where boutique coffee shops flourished in, you know, as, um, as, the kind of coffee boom was happening. But look, I mean, Dow, Monsanto, you know, all of those folks have been doing this with consumer produce for um, years and years and years, decades. They've so they've made it a science. Um, it's repeatable. And the fact that they are not already buried in this space is, is amazing to me because, you know, I mean, look, I mean, once you, once you are able to use, you know, efficient cloning, Mm-hmm. Um, you can produce more product that is exactly the same and, and really start to dominate the space. I think that that is probably the evolution. Certainly, I don't want the entire industry to be Starbucks-sized, if that's a word. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think that that's probably an inevitability. And then what we'll see is you know, a lot of really creative boutique brands that are, that are still out there that will you know, find other ways to market. But yeah. I think that's, that's probably an inevitable path in the, in the future. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know we, we have New York and New Jersey are coming online here. Um, you know, yep. a couple of other areas have kind of evolved. I mean, what, what are the interesting kind of states for you in terms of either, you know, how they're evolving, you know, things that are coming online, you know, they're, how they're structured, anything that you're kind of watching or kind of curious to see how it plays out? Um, you know, I mean, look, I mean, I think this, this, this every time we have an election, I am both inspired and disappointed. Um, <laughs> in general? <laughs> just in general. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but no, no, you know, I think it just, I think the, the political, unfortunately, the political trends sway how individual states embrace a whole host of issues. And unfortunately, cannabis gets rolled into kind of a bucket of issues that either are all rejected or all approved. Um, and that's, yeah. unf- that's an unfortunate thing, right? I think that there's amazing medical benefits that are well-documented in the cannabis space that everyone should have like access to. I think it's an incredible revenue stream. It's a, it is very much an entrepreneurial endeavor that I think out- that it should be available to, to folks in every single state. We obviously want to be there to support them as they all come online, but you know, and we're going to, we're, you know, it depends on how this next set of elections go on how far away or close we get to federal legalization. And certainly, you know, I, I would love to see us, you know, make that happen. Yeah. And this has been a pleasure. If people want to find out more about you, more about and broker, what's the best way to get that information? Yeah, of course. So our, uh, you know, our web address is www.mbroker.com. Um, my email address where anyone could reach me is ben.jennings at mbroker.com. And then obviously, you know, feel free. Anybody is, is more than welcome to email me or give me a shout, whatever they'd like. Um, available on LinkedIn as well. Excellent. I'll make sure the handles and the information are in the show notes. Ben, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Of course. Thanks, Bruce.
Thank you. That's it for this episode of Thinking Outside the Bud. Be sure to subscribe using your favorite podcast app so you don't miss our future episodes. See you next time. You've been listening to Thinking Outside the Bud with business coach Bruce Eckfeldt. To find a full list of podcast episodes, download the tools and worksheets and access other great content. Visit the website at thinkingoutsidethebud.com. And don't forget to sign up for the free newsletter at thinkingoutsidethebud.com forward slash newsletter.